positive things we're saying, um, we're seeing that, that, again, I think some of you have, have uh, seen. Um, and one is a slowing down in the rate of new cases um, in uh, some areas in, in the uh, what's been the historic epicenter, um, Lofa uh, County, Liberia, um, in uh, both Kenneman and Calhoun. It's been slowing down over the last couple of weeks um, as well. Now, as some of you also know, though, in Gekadu, right across the border, we've seen the disease go up and down as, as well. But when we uh, look, and, and I have to be careful because I've not been into either of those areas my, myself, but as we talk to our teams on the ground, there are teams from uh, other organizations. I've learned, you know, you talk to your own teams, but you really learn when you don't talk to teams working for other people sometimes. So we speak to uh, both. There's a lot of information that suggests that um, this is the result of real change in the behavior or, or, or the approach of communities most often. You know, we've talked about this before, just how important the, uh, those uh, behavior changes in the communities are to, to bringing this down. But remember, uh, uh, be careful what I say with the press, but you know, some people look at that and they've said to me, um, uh, that's great. There's only a little bit of disease, and I said, "Well, that's like saying you're only a little bit pregnant." You know, this is is Ebola. This is a, a horrible, unforgiving disease. You've got to get to zero. And what gets you down to a level of control may not be, and usually isn't, what's going to get you down to zero. As you guys know, um, with a bit of change in the behavior of the populations, with some burials happening safely, just increasing that a bit, um, with a little bit more case management, a couple of new centers opening and getting cases in, you're going to slow this down very quickly. That's not going to stop Ebola. For a, to stop Ebola, you've really got to have great contact tracing in place, great case finding in place, same-day isolation, all of those pieces that you know about. And those pieces are not systematically in, in place in these places. So as we go forward, um, you know, there's a lot of people um, involved in this response because it's so big who are going to be looking at trends and saying, okay, that's great, we feel good, we can back off. And in fact, it's then that you're going to have to really put the pressure on this virus to get it to zero, as, as again, I think most of you now are familiar with. So there's a couple of positives, though, um, and the reason I wanted to you know, highlight those couple of places is what it does demonstrate a bit is the proof of principle. Um, you know, when we're looking at something like that 70, 70, 60 target we'll come back to, you know, is there any evidence that those kind of targets could actually turn the tide of the disease, at least in terms of the carnage that it's, it's, it's leaving in its wake right now? And, and so, yes, there, there, there is new, new, new um, information in that regard. There are some concerning things, though, that we saw, um, certainly I saw when I was in the country over the last couple of weeks, and then also looking at the data. Um, and the first is that the disease continues to expand geographically. There are more um, uh, districts, counties, and prefectures that actually have disease than there would have been a month ago. Um, and it's happening in all three countries. You're hearing one or two new uh, um, uh, uh, districts or counties or prefectures. Um, and it's important looking at a map is as well where they're coming up because they're on the border areas as well with Cote d'Ivoire in particular. Um, we're seeing a, uh, uh, some, some additional areas reporting cases that we hadn't. So that's concerning, just that geographic expansion. The second thing that's concerning 
I see a couple of people shaking their heads already. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, slow me down a little bit if I'm going too fast for you. The second thing that's uh, concerning for me is what's happening in the capitals. Um, in all capitals of all three countries, you're seeing different numbers of cases, different burden of cases. And we often talk about Monrovia, of course, and, and the huge numbers of cases that were being seen there. But then also in Freetown and Conakry, you have escalating case numbers. So while those overall trend that we look at over the last few weeks is, is relatively flat, there may be a number of reasons for that that may not, um, uh, uh, that people may draw the wrong conclusion, is this coming under control? Certain areas we're seeing disease coming down appears to be for the right reasons, but that doesn't mean necessarily they're going to get to zero. And even more concerning, that geographic expansion and the disease in, in the capitals. So, um, you know, any sense that that um, the, uh, the the great effort that's been been kicked off over the last a couple of months is is uh, is you know already uh, starting to see a, uh, an impact that would be really really premature. And this is because we're really facing you know a number of big challenges and. What I thought maybe first is to share, you know, three thoughts, what I saw coming um, as I have from a couple of the countries. Um, the first is uh, you see a couple of gaps that are going to be absolutely essential to get addressed. And you may have heard this in one format or another before, but the first is really getting these programs to common operational plans, believe it or not. There's a lot of actors on the ground. An awful lot of them are working with Ebola and these kind of diseases for the first time. There's a huge amount of goodwill um, and desire to be relevant in this. And what's happened is a lot of things um, actually are happening, but the challenge right now is making sure all of that adds up to the kind of plan that you need to stop this disease. And it really, have you got, and, and I keep it really simple, as, as I did in, in, in Sierra Leone, you know, have we got in one place for every single district or, or, or county or prefecture, have we got who is doing burials or taking the lead accountable to say this is uh, the infrastructure in place, this is a percentage of safe burials being achieved now, same day. Who is taking the lead on case finding and, 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 and contact tracing? Who has got the lead on case management and, 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 uh, and, and care? Who has got the lead on the behavior change piece? Every single district. I think at a high level, you know, the WHO will lead on the, on the you know, case finding and contact tracing. We'll be accountable on making sure that piece is in place, UNICEF on the behavior change, et cetera. But an awful lot of us, of course, are working through partners and making sure that's in place. So in every country, um, you know, the presidents and others are concerned that we are to a common operational plan. So that's a top priority and deliverable of, of UNMIR and the work that Tony's driving uh, really impressively, actually, out of Accra. Uh, the second uh, thing that one sees is that in, uh, that, that, that real sense of crisis management and, and how you run and manage a crisis isn't um, uh, present uh, as it needs to be. Um, it, it, it's tough in crisis because, as you know, it's one thing if you're running a military and you have a command and control structure. It's another thing when you're running an awful lot of partners that are funded different ways, they have different accountabilities, et cetera, and you have to get them to common purpose um, as well. And, and, and accountabilities. But there are things that can be done. Um, every country has got an emergency operating center or something to that effect. Often it's a meeting, everybody gets around the table, says what they're doing, and you know what? 
I don't care. <laughs> what I care about is here's what has to be done. Is someone doing all of those, and does this all fit on the critical path that gets you to zero? And if they're not, are people being tasked against those um, gaps and being held accountable? And um, it's, so it's going to be uh, key, especially as you get this disease uh, closed out, that that critical path, and um, that common operational pla uh, plan we talked about is, is super solid. Um, and then that crisis management of that plan is really in place, and that the investments, the money, the activities that are going into these countries that you read about every day are actually against those. The third big uh, gap or challenge um, that was evident and is, is, is just the geographic presence um, of, of the uh, response effort. Clearly now in Sierra Leone and Liberia, you've got to have the, the uh, capacity to implement and support the government efforts in every single district or county of those two countries. And right now this is really hampered by issues around infrastructure, logistics, uh, connectivity, et cetera. Um, and one of the early commitments that, that UNMIR has made now is we will get field crisis managers not only in the capital of each country, but in each of the key districts and prefecture, et cetera, and I think we're gunning for about 45 uh, in that regard. And uh, I haven't been in Accra for, for what, about six days, but um, I, I understand that already we've got 12 of them under recruitment. So again, what, one thing you say for them, it moves very, very fast. Um, and that's why you get briefed about where UNMIR is from Tony two days later, it's out of, out of date. Not out of date, they've built on it because, or we built on it, because moving so quickly. So one of the, you know, when I mentioned those three gaps we see around operations planning, common operations planning, common, you know, crisis management that everyone will be accountable to, that geographic presence, um, you know, those are three tough issues that have been in place there for a long time, and UNMIR has prioritized all three as to what they will uh, bring to the table. And you saw the Secretary General, um, even before we'd left Conakry or the next day, had um, announced and nominated three people as cri uh, Ebola crisis managers. And again, that was a recognition. They got to the ground, they realized this is a key gap. We have to fill it, we have to empower, and bang, they were in place. So that's sort of some of the challenges at country level.